0: Um, I tell people I don't give handouts. I give opportunities. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a, you know, dispatch service. For example, we got thousands of students, so I, I, it's never a shortage of trucks that I have to dispatch for. So my cousins or family members that was asking me for money, I say, Yo, bro, here go my course. I'm gonna give you a free login. Take three months, learn it. I got a job waiting for you. You mm-hmm. come dispatch these trucks. Some of them took the opportunity, but then there's others that didn't take the opportunity. But guess what happens now? Now you can't ask me for money no more. No. I- my success would not hit the same if somebody gave it to me. Yeah. I wouldn't have nothing to talk about on these stage in front of these thousands of people right. if it would have been handed to me. What yeah. I'm going to talk about. Yeah,
1: right.
2: Yo, what's good? What's popping? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Cam Newton the Sun, Mr. Boogie the All, and I'm here with another episode of Funky Friday. And I promise, I really do promise, to give you real good content for the masses, but most of all, I promise to keep it funky for your asses. Now, in my midst today, we have two black entrepreneurs, men that are doing it in their own way, same ministry. In a way that they're making their own impact. We have a business mogul, a CEO, a life coach, a did I say CEO? I did say that. And a person who has created a genre for you know, influencers to use their voice in a positive way. Alongside of him, we have another person, a visionary, a person who's using his influence in a positive way by being a business owner and impacting the transportation industry. To my left, we have Alex Good Energy, and to my far left, we have Jeremy Hill. Fellas, what the fuck is good? Man, honor, honor to be here, brother. Yes, sir. good, man. Sure. Yes. <laughs> So man, look, let's get right on to it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, like I said, we are, we are this this episode is is very strategic for me because as I kind of get into the transportation industry for my own, I think you are a person that every time I talk to somebody, whether trying to get certificates, whether trying to apply for different, you know, insurances or MC numbers, DOT numbers, don't matter what it is. Your name keeps coming up. Bro, have you reached out to Alex, bro? Dude, bro, in Atlanta, bro. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? How did you even come about, you know, and to the viewer who doesn't may not know you, what is it that you do? Right. Uh, which camera am I looking at? Man, this is <laughs> your camera right That's here. That's our camera right <laughs> here.
0: Hi, right, cool. Um, man, honestly, Cam, it was so organic, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally just started my own trucking company in 2012 and I had just had literally had just started my Instagram page, man. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I just started sharing, my journey like i was like what am i going to post about and the only thing that i was consumed with at that time was my trucking company like i was 100% focused on it so uh, with the little bit of followers i had at the time i had about 800 followers um, i was just showing the journey of me getting my first truck right. um, i was super transparent showing them like when i lost my first truck when i when i went out of business in the first 11 months and then i grinded back to get it back up and running i was literally just showing and being super transparent with what i had going on right And then when I finally started seeing some daylight was uh, 2015 Mm -hmm. is when I finally like really started like having some sort of success in the game. So what does daylight look like? Uh, Daylight is is actually being green, Mm -hmm. actually making a profit. You know, I had been running for the first uh, three or four years. I was running a nonprofit organization is what my accountant called it. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So I'm running, but I'm not really um, doing the business correctly. So I ended up um, just really just... Growing pains, man. Right. But when I, I finally seen my first profit in green in 2015 once I worked out all my kinks. Right. And um, the following years when I did my first seven figures in trucking, mm. and it was at that
2: moment um, I hold realized. Up, hold on, up, hold on. Up. <laughs> right, no, before you sit up here and just subtly say yeah. figures, you said how many figures? Seven. Real numbers. Yeah. As as the young folks say, or the Gen Z say, no cap. None
0: at all. Yeah.
2: Right. And you know what's your what's your technique in, in doing it? Did you drive trucks? Nah, I never drove a truck a day in my life, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: I never. Uh, to this day, I, I don't got a CDL. You know, and it's so funny because when I first um, you know got into the industry, and I was telling people that I was actually ashamed of it at first. Mm-hmm. It was actually something that was looked at as a handicap, like how you in the trucking industry, how you own trucks and you don't drive trucks. You right. dig? And it's so funny because I, I ended up uh, meeting my mentor, you know, in my uh, E.T. the hip-hop preacher. Yeah, yeah. And okay. when I first met him, man, uh, the first thing he said was, man, I've I, I been hearing about you, and you done did all this, and you ain't drove, you ain't never drove a truck. Like, it, it takes a certain level of execution to pull us off Correct. without driving the truck. So what ended up, what started off as a
2: handicap for me, mm-hmm. ended up being my superpower and being yeah. a part of my story. Right. So even then, to that point, you know, you got Jeremy Hill a person similar to you have you ever drove a truck never
1: drove a truck bro
2: right and what's like your claim to fame of how you find you know the means to take care of your family
1: um almost similar to him you know 2014 got into the industry uh, under another company um, was successful inside that company, but realized that uh, they wasn't respecting me as such. You know, it was a industry where the minority was slim to none. You know, I was in an office full of, you know, Caucasians. Mm-hmm. You could say the numbers was probably 10 to 1, 15 to 1, really. Right. Um, and then I just took a leap of faith, you know, and said, you know, only thing that they was giving me was a computer and a phone. Right. Right? And some insurance. So, I took the initiative and say, what makes you guys better than me?
2: Right. Independently.
1: And independently. Right. right.
2: So, I think when I look at you two, right, and I think this is more so for the viewer because some would say, who's not abreast to our culture, if they see you, oh, he an athlete. Oh, that's a rapper. Oh, that's you know, he in a some type of illegal activity, <laughs> right? You dig what I'm saying? But every single time I see you, Alex, like, you, you got it on. You know, shout out to my boy, A.B. <laughs> Put the ish on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's just a part of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How important, and the same question goes for both of you guys, it's like, how important is image and not changing, you know what I'm saying, in an industry that May not look like you, but you being you is, like you said, your superpower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Mego got a
0: song. We set the trends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I didn't want to be like nobody else. I definitely wanted to be my authentic self. And it's so funny because when I got in truck trucking, it wasn't sexy. Mm. You know, trucking wasn't a sexy uh, industry. It's stealing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm just here to represent and show people that You know, you don't gotta get a record deal. You don't gotta have a sports contract to live the same life that they live. You know what I'm saying? We grew up thinking that we had to play ball and we had to um, sing and rap in order to uh, drive how we drive and live in the big. To make it out. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And um, I I think entrepreneurship, man, it's it's, I don't want to say it's a new wave because it's been here, Mm -hmm. but um, we really show people that entrepreneurship can get you exactly what you want to get. But know? it's
2: not it's not that it's a new wave. I think the thing that and and not to say that you're wrong or right. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that we're not used to seeing people that look like us right and have our same type of likes for things mm-hmm. to really make real money. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like when you saying bringing in seven figures, that's a wowing Kind of like, hold up, wait, what you said? Who, you know, like making a couple thousand, yeah. that's still good money. Yeah. You feel me? And for anybody who sees this, like, don't don't let this man's success discredit your journey. Everybody's journey is different. You know what I'm saying? How I got to where I'm at, where he got to where he is, where you got to where you are, is completely different. The vision is the same. Now the route to that vision. May 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 go Absolutely. in your own way,
0: and I want to say also, Cam. I think a lot of times we try to follow what other people do. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's so so important that everybody run their own race. Yeah. Correct. You understand? Because yes, like I used to throw parties. I I was a big promoter. I used to work with Alex, and all that, and it was cool. But I realized like I can't do that till I'm sixty years old. Yeah. So I had to pivot and get into something that wasn't as attractive but I knew that there was always gonna be a need for trucks. So it took me hopping out of the cool zone and jumping into an industry that is literally recession proof. Like there's no way that the trucks can stop. Mm -hmm. And that decision right there is what changed my life. So, you know, if you are watching this and you trying to decide like, you know, what you want to do, I always recommend do something that, like learn from the pandemic, watch and, and see what industries were affected when the 2020 shutdown happened. And the ones that weren't. When a lot of those companies shut down, I went on my patio and it was so quiet outside. I remember it was just so quiet when yes, everybody was in the crib, yes, right?
2: Yes,
0: But yes. guess what I kept hearing? All I kept hearing was
2: planes,
0: <laughs> trains. I just kept hearing them, them trucks driving by. So, you know, run your own race, man. Yeah.
2: yeah. So where you are right now, Jeremy, um, what is a broker? You know what I mean? Like to 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 the... To the untaught ear, what would you
1: say or how would you identify a broker to be? A broker, we could keep it transparent. It's almost like a real estate agent, Okay. So the real estate agent, they don't own the house, right? They don't own the money, right? But they make the money off the deal and you need a real estate agent to buy a house. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, right? You need them to be able to complete the transaction. So for me, I'm like the real estate agent in the logistics world. I don't own the truck. I don't own the product, right? But nine times out of ten, all the owner operators, all the, the truck and fleet companies, they don't have time to prospect or get these accounts or establish these um these uh contracts um uh, to keep their trucks moving, you cool. know? So they rely on the broker to kind of facilitate um their trucks the way accordingly. So what co- did you go to college? Yes, I went to college. So did you graduate from college? No, didn't graduate from college. College. Uh,
2: I went for three months. <laughs> so I'm assuming you can't graduate in three months. <laughs> yeah, I went to three months and I dropped out. I figured it, was, it wasn't for me. Right. Yeah. But when you look at, when both of you guys look at you guys is bank accounts. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. They said it couldn't be done.
2: Right? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm going through a situation right now where, you know, you're talking to a very hands-on father, right? And there is a time where you see the two things happen when you left or when you graduated high school. Number one, you either went to college, or number two, you entered the army, Mm. right? But one of them, you was getting out that damn house, right? I'm saying where we are now as a society, you don't necessarily have to go to college or even go to the army to be successful. What would you say, you know, to, to the 17-year-old kid who may not be making the best grades, parents may not be financially stable, to send them to college? Mm-hmm. How would you, you kind of um, encourage them?
0: Man, I just want to say I got so much respect for the people that do go to college. I want to say I got so much respect for the commitment and the consistency that it took for you to graduate, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's that's not easy. It's not. So I super salute y'all. Um, but if you're watching this as a 17 year old, I just want to salute to you because you are in a generation right now. You got the cheat code. You didn't have. Um, we didn't have YouTube like that. Like when I was 17, it wasn't YouTube University available. It wasn't courses. Uh, it wasn't influences uh, willing to give all this game and give all this information at that time. So you literally are in a space right now where you can skip over college. Mm. <laughs> you in a situation right now where you can literally put your name on your own LLC, um, come up with a plan, execute on it, and make, money than the, make more money than the people who own the colleges. Mm. And um, it's just it's just an amazing time. I meet the young dudes and I talk to them. I'm like, look, I'm 39 years old. I ain't get started until I was like 30. I ain't really start getting serious with my life until 30. And I meet some of these twenty-one-year-olds, and I'm like, "Look, bro, you got like you got a nine-year head start on me, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was, I, it took me till thirty to get serious. You twenty-one. I see these dudes at my conferences at twenty-one years old. They come in and they see us speak, and I'm like, damn. When I was twenty-one, I was like, I was trying to go to the mall. I was trying to go to the skating ring. I wasn't going yeah. to conferences yeah. Yeah. looking yeah. for uh, personal development. You wow. dig what I'm saying? That's so it, I just, I just, I'm so optimistic with the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like. Like we lead the way and we show them by example, but that next generation with the information that they got access to, correct? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of it be a, dangerous. a lot more
2: millionaires. It could be dangerous for in two different things: dangerous because you have access and you don't do shit with it, mm-hmm. or dangerous that you do have the access and you do something with it. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, Jeremy sent me a clip. Uh, was it yesterday about Mark Cuban and how he got into? You know, he came into his wealth by selling a streaming
1: company.
2: St- selling a streaming company while the internet had just came out. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? This was like '92 or '93 or some shit like that. And for him to be a owner of a of a of a professional franchise, that's unheard of. And now, basically, what Mark Cuban has done, he was like the minority. Now, the majority has that same type of access, and what you're going to do with it. Before I kind of go into your public speaking kind of background, I want to talk to uh, Jeremy about, like, your whole transition and how you kind of got here too because, you know, with the, without you graduating, you know, what was what was life like? You know what I'm saying? You know, you came from a what I do know of, and I don't want to speak for you, but, right. you know, playing
1: football. Right. You know what I'm saying? Doing right. this and doing that. And now coming back home, like... Right. It was almost... Um derailing at one point to be honest because i put so much energy into football right and it's purposely not even try to learn anything else all i want to do is play football and um the one good thing that i did do while i was in college is i had a business administration degree that i was trying to you know attain and um when i got out of school um i had a job at ups and um we was working i was you know going up the rankings on that and I had got an offer from the job that kind of put me on with the brokerage, and it was either six-figure job, you know, or was it to take a leap and try to be something better than what everybody else thought I could be, you know? Um, so with that, you know, I seen it as a, uh, a different transition because I used to tell my homeboys at first, like, bro, I, I found something, right? And the numbers that I used to kind of mention to them that I was seeing, they would just automatically think I was lying. Right? But what numbers are we talking about, bro? We talking when I was working for the company, um, the office itself was making two hundred thousand dollars a week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, like a two, week, a week, two hundred k a week, right? But then you got an office full of what, 60, 70 people? Only fifteen or twenty of them people are really connected to the industry, right? Got contracts moving, a lot of freight. So you're saying 20 people being able to make $200,000 a week? Right. Right? So when I seen those numbers, you know, I automatically had the entrepreneur um, entrepreneur um, mindset to basically say, like, yo, I got to figure out how to do this on my own. Because, you know, it, it was... Um, It was so different, you know what I mean, that nobody else could really respect it. My parents, my mom, you know, they come to my house, they see a little two screen computer in the corner of my house. Mm They hear me calling on the phone, talking on the phone. I'm like, What are you doing? <laughs> talking Damn. to Mr. Amir, Got talking it. to, you know, all these different foreigners, having conversations, going out to California, meeting people, eating stuff that I never ate before, just really going out here, building relationships with the industry, understand, like learning how to basically profit off of the gift of gab. Right. Like just like a rapper. You know, it's the same, yeah. it's the same scenario. And when I look at how I kind of came to you. And what I kind of like really prayed about is is that everybody in entertainment, they profit off, off of the gift of God, what they present, what they do, how they do it, how you say it. You know, even like, you know, you Alex, how you present it, how you professionally you are, you know, with how you carry your business. Anybody's going to want to attach to that, right. especially when they trying to start, right? So if you can get, you know, the mass majority to basically see this side of the industry, There's no we don't have any decision makers in this industry still to this day, Mm -hmm. like real decision makers. Right.
0: I'm listening to you talk and there's one word that comes to my mind as I'm hearing him tell that story. And that word is exposure. Mm. See, my mentor Jamal King, he said your level of exposure determines your level of success. So the exposure that he got was him seeing the invoices and seeing like, damn, I'm working in this company. And I seen the numbers, though. That's 200000 a week. Yeah. All he had to do was see that. And he he got exposed to yes. that. And that's what lit that fire up under him right. to go ahead and start
2: executing. You right. dig what I'm saying? I ain't going to cap. I ain't going to cap, man. We, we talked briefly about you know how me and Jeremy met. And to your point about exposure, man, he showed me what he made that week, right? I seen 36000 and I'm like, man, what the fuck? And, he, and first thing he said, like, I know, a bit, bro, this ain't enough money. This ain't a lot of money to you. I'm like, bro, 36,000, bro. It's 36,000. Period. You feel me? If 36,000 come up missing in my account, I don't care how many M's, commas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or numbers in that sure. account, that's still 36,000. Sure. And I'm like, bro, hold on. Explain this to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm used to, you know, uh, broke ribs, broke ankle, bum shoulder, concussion. You know what I'm saying? Sacrificing time away from my family and doing all these different things just to, to have a chance mm-hmm. right. to attain that. Yep. So you doing this without sacrificing all that, and you going home to your family yep. each and every night? Yep. You got
1: a personal life. And, and to even more to to, to um, climb from that, bro, what made me see that I needed to, you know, start my own business is that all the contracts that I set up with the company was from personal relationships that I had in college where these guys was end up becoming like logistics coordinators at a steel company or logistics coordinator at a at a um you know clothing line or whatever the case is right so I was able to set this up up under this customer you know and one week I made with them I made fifteen thousand dollars right mm-hmm. they paid me two thousand dollars so everybody in the company was like ah oh, you you know you did it but in my head I'm like bro something bro, adding up where this what is $13,000? $13, $13, like? yeah. You right. know, so it, it's more so um, uh, me understanding where the gaps are, right, Um, in this, in this industry and then being able to, one, empower myself and then empower others and be able to, once they realize what they have done, it's not a, a sour taste in their mouth like, dang, this dude been getting on me the whole time. Because that's exactly how I felt. Right. You know, once I understand it and then once they took, what they took from me, you know, it was like, this is not, this is not right. So for us as minorities, you know, with us being so, you know, once again, so good with our, our lingo, bro, you know, and us being able to close contracts in, in the sports entertainment world, you know, in the logistics world everywhere, bro. Like we come together and, in the trillion dollar industry and make decision makers. So now, now the next Cam Newton, you know, we come to him and say, bro, we can facilitate all of your product across the nation.
2: Mm. Off of your
1: name, image, and likeness. So you now when it. you wanna manufacture manufacture another shoe that's not Nike or whatever the case is, the first thing you're gonna do is how you gonna push it out. Yeah. How mm-hmm. are we gonna push this out?
2: I think to 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 your point, Alex, you know, you started in one thing and opportunity gave you another door to open another opportunity from that opportunity came from yeah and i was looking on instagram the other day bro and i'm like bro y'all motherfuckers is like rock stars (laughs) that what y'all call it the ceos yeah (laughs) shout out to the of ceos my brothers yeah bro like i'm looking at y'all dudes i'm like bro this is little baby this future this Mm -hmm. damn diddy this you know jay-z like these motherfuckers got the same cars same clothes same jewelry same you know things She's that these of thousands of people still
0: yeah. bro um,
2: impacting mm-hmm. the same way it's still a level of art that goes into it yeah. and when you say you go into these different conferences when you go into these things how did you kind of come about like you say your background was a you're a, a party promoter
0: mm-hmm. and, and host actually be on a microphone hosting a party <laughs> not a you know dj yeah the host to do that was on the mic yeah throw your hands in there all that good stuff um if you execute during your season it could become your life forever.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, that's that's um, a quote that I started saying about three years ago that I came up with because I, I was trying to understand like, because my success happened kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about like three years, I went from one to 10 yeah. real fast. And what I realized is that when the window of opportunity opened, man, I just started, th- I just started throwing like lighter fluid on the fire. So when I say if you execute during your season, it can come, come become your life forever. Yeah, exactly. The reason the doors kept opening is because I just kept I kept banging on it. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So um started off with just owning a the fleet. Then I started teaching it. Then I, st- then I dropped the course. And then people started booking me to speak. Now I got 16 acres under contract about to do a truck parking lot.
1: Mm. You
0: know what I'm saying? Now I got invited to come talk yeah, to you. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like... I just decided that I was gonna be synonymous with my industry. Mm. I decided that like okay, if I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna play with it. I ain't gonna be average mm-hmm. if I'm a teach trucking i gotta be the I gotta be that face like if you think about trucking if you say the word on your iPhone, I'm popping up you're gonna see my ads on your on your on your phone right so um, man, just just I decided I was gonna become synonymous with the with with the game. I got two things here that
2: um. When did it when did it make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like the S sense. And then when it started making the C sense. Mm-hmm. You know, did you like both of y'all, like, did you guys have like a moment that I was like, oh shit, like this is my out. Mm-hmm. 2017,
0: I uh, uh, you know, we're talking about brokers, right. right? He broke down what a broker is. I just want to take 60 seconds and just break down 10, the relationship. More. Okay. So as the trucking company owner, as the fleet owner, I got the trucks. Mm-hmm. You got four major players in the game. You got the shipper, the dude who, the person who actually has the freight, right? right? They Dread. actually, yeah. yeah. Then you got the broker, who is the middleman between that shipper and me, okay. the trucking company. Mm-hmm. But then you got this wild card, this fourth person that just came in and got real popular over the last few years, the dispatcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You dig what I'm saying? So now that dispatcher plays the middleman between him and me. Mm-hmm. He, the dispatcher saves me time, Alex got eight eight businesses right now, I ain't got time to be booking loads no more, right? right. So now I got this dispatcher in place that communicates with him and negotiates on my behalf. Right. You right. dig what I'm saying? So for the people that's in the industry right now, I need you to understand if you brand new to the game, the brokers is a game changer because on day one, you can now get access to freight and be able to book loads and get them on your trailer through this guy on day one. Damn. You don't got the relationships in place yet. You don't got no dedicated right. lanes. You don't got no contracts yet. You Correct. still new. Correct. So the load board, which is a database that has all the freight coming in and out of every city in real time, right. that's where he's posting his loads at, and that's where me, the trucking company, I'm going on and finding those loads, and me and him are negotiating to make the transaction happen. Correct. Right. So again, I just wanted to be clear, um, there's a love-hate relationship between the carriers and the brokers, because the carriers always feel like the brokers are trying to take all the profits, you know what it. I'm saying? But I tell the carriers this, don't feel that way. If you feel like you're getting robbed, that means you don't know how to negotiate. Cool. That means you don't know the market. And that's right. where the education comes in at. Yes. Education before compensation when it comes to trucking. And, and, and even so,
1: there's a gap, too, where uh, misknowledge when it comes to the broker and the carrier. And I'm going to tell you this why. Because me, when everybody knows the DAT board, right? You know, yep. you get that's where you get your loads. But me... As a broker, experienced broker, I no longer use the dat board. Absolutely, I was good and, that. Yeah. and not even say like the DATBOARD, board. Like I got another system that I attach myself to. Is that when you have built yourself, built relationships in this industry, mm-hmm. you have been able to, you know, carve your way as far as knowing who's who. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that's why it's so big about relationships, especially for the minorities, because for me, I'm getting the same lows that JB Hunt getting, Swift getting, Knight getting, that they're probably tendering you, giving you the freight for a thousand dollars cheaper than what it is and since you know, there's not a, a direct correlation or relationship to the high power brokers, the minority brokers who are out here really, you know, pushing freight in the industry, then that's another gap where, you know, that could be closed as Absolutely. far as having a better name and a lightning when it comes to the broker because these are the the real decision makers when you're talking to these fortune 50 fortune 500 companies they don't have time to uh set up a thousand carriers why set up a thousand carriers (coughs) when you could talk to one broker they got a thousand relationships
0: so that goes to my point to answer your question to answer your question when i started seeing daylight that was your question Mm -hmm. right so after running on the low boards dealing with the brokers for years, come 2017, um, I messed around and got my first dedicated lane from a broker, though. Hmm. Checked it out. It happened real simple. Everybody was like, How do you get contracts? How do you get dedicated lane? I did one thing, I'm gonna give it to y'all just because we're on the cam show, say, right? Yeah. Funky Fridays, right? Yeah. I booked this load from Atlanta to Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? The load at the time paid $750 going from Atlanta to Chattanooga, which is only like two hours away, cool. right? But then, The broker was like, look man, if you get back in time, I got another one here. The shipper is 24 hours and the receiver is 24 hours as well. So you can literally run this load twice in a day legally and it's Mm $1,500, right? So we did it. The first day we ran the load twice, everything was smooth. My driver was like, damn, I like that little lane right there, man. You know what I'm saying? My driver walked away with a couple of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't too much fuel. So I asked the broker one key question. I said, yo, bro, um, how often do y'all run this lane? He was like, man, it's funny you ask, man. We actually, um, we actually run this lane 23 times a week. He was like, um, I actually need another carrier tomorrow. He said, how many trucks you got? At the time, I had seven trucks. I said, shit, I got seven trucks. What's up? He was like, hey, you think you can run it for the rest of the week for me? I said, no problem. Cool. We ran the loads, all seven trucks. I called my drivers. I said, look, man, if y'all, miss, if y'all late, you fired straight ah! up. Up. I was like, look, we, we can't up. play with this. Straight yeah. Up. I said, being a half Straight an hour up. early is late.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So I got all of them. I got their mind right. right. They went out there, they murdered the lane that whole week, mm-hmm. communicating with the broker, letting them know when they picked up, when they dropped right. off, everything yeah. was smooth. Following Monday, I hit the broker, up. I said, look, man. He was like, hey man, I just wanna let you know you guys did a great job. Normally I gotta call and harass the ship, um, the, the carriers to find out where the truck is at. He said, Y'all communicated, y'all was on time. I said, uh, I said he said, uh, how how long can you guys do something like this? I said, how long you ever need it? Mm. We ended up running that lane for three and a half years. That was the year I seen my first seven figures. That was the year I was like, okay, I'm on to something now.
1: Yeah.
0: But it was the, it was me doing good business. See, you got to overdo good business in trucking. Yes. Your communication, your name, yes.
2: that's everything. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. <laughs> this is not just a trucking thing because my issue is a, it's, that's a life thing. Absolutely. Yes. You know, uh, my girl always says, "How you do one thing is how, how you, you do everything." everything. Hell yeah! You, see, you feel me? So for me, I'm, you're not gonna meet another person that loves to support black businesses like me, who, who likes to who likes to invest in small businesses, who likes to give the working dollar to the working class, a, a small business owner or whatever. But my my thing is this. If I'm going to take my $15 and take it to Chick-fil-A, I'm not just paying for that chicken sandwich. I'm not just paying for that lemonade. Even though both of them is right, I don't eat chicken, I'm vegan. But if I were to pay for some fries, right, that my pleasure is what I'm paying for, right? So if you want me to take that $15 and invest it back into a black small business, right, I expect. That same uh, kind of residual uh, uh, attitude when it comes to serving, whether it's food, whether it's uh, 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 whether I'm buying something from you, clothes or whatever, you dig what I'm saying? Because that's the whole customer consumer experience. And I don't think a lot of people understand that to that to that to that degree, because it is a deal breaker for me. And I be so disheartened sometimes because I'm like, bro, I want to do right. I want to invest in, in or I want to I want to take my dollar and, and and buy black. But when I buy black, you know, I've been sitting I've been sitting here. But you about to blow the, you about to blow this place up. <laughs> Boom. When I when I do buy black. It's. I walk into the restaurant and I'm waiting for 10 minutes. Nobody even said anything to me. And I'm like, okay, that's strike one. Then the service. This is before football or after football? No, this is before, (laughs) during, and after. It's like currently like, I'm just saying, I'm just giving you examples of like when you're talking about service and service levels being met. It's not just with trucking; it's with everything. Absolutely. You feel me? So if I'm sitting up here wanting to do right by my people and keep that dollar in the in the, in the, in the community, it's like, bro, we got to do better with our expectations and our accountability from a business standpoint. And Something as simple as you would say, like listen, man, y'all return phone calls, y'all, you know, tap in and check in and say, hey, man, it's traffic. Yep. Hey, it's a it's a snow blizzard. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just letting you know. I know I was supposed to be there at 130 It's approaching, you know, 12:45. I don't think I'm gonna get there. The GPS says this. The GPS says that. We're gonna be 15 minutes late. It's six points of communication.
0: I I, I came on here to give game, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I like to teach. Eric, yeah, you sure? Right? It's six points of communication. If you own a truck. And you got a driver. The six points is when you get to the facility, you got to communicate with the broker, shipper. Hey, look, I just arrived on the facility. The second point is once you're loaded and rolling. The third point is when you get to the delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Then, when you, um, then when you get unloaded, you got to let them know as well. And
2: then when you, damn, we had to edit it out. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's three point you shared when you pick up. When when you're in and out, when you're driving, that's the point too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just making sure that you're communicating through the whole time. I mean, listen, look, let's change, let's 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 change the aesthetic. (laughs) Let's talk about a relationship. Okay, it's still communication that's key. Period. You see what I'm saying? And that's so pivotal in business that, bro, like, don't nobody want to be wondering, like, bro, where my package is (laughs) exactly? Don't matter if it's one package. Or a metro ton of packages Mm -hmm. we need to know exactly where that is and if we if that's my if that's my package like bro you owe it to me to tell me hey we're on time hey we this hey we that you know what i'm saying because he got a
0: responsibility like he gave the shipper his word that he was gonna get their package moved yes sir so he's relying on me as a trucking company to make sure it gets delivered so sometimes you know i hear a trucking company say all the time man the broker be calling too much the broker be calling too much he he's being held accountable because right. if you drop the ball it's a domino effect mm-hmm. so now he it's a service failure for him as well he could potentially lose his plug Yeah. so everybody gotta do their part
1: right. right everybody gotta do their part. and that's why you need it really and honestly you should be the broker and the carrier should be more connected than what the broker and the customer is because once you are able to control the streets once that can happen once the understanding and understand that hey we are stronger together than we are apart you right. know because if a customer can make five other brokers or you know you got five brokers and you got one carrier that one broker that's connected to the carriers he gonna win every time because he gonna have that phone call like listen buddy hey this rate might not be where you want to be but listen we moving volume here it's gonna you know what's $200? you gonna make your money you're gonna make your money right. and we're gonna weed out everybody else so when it's really time to get the work in, it's gonna come back for you. You know. Right. So this is
2: an industry that you said, Jeremy, that is solely built off relationships, and you have one time to make a first impression. Yeah. Absolutely. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, to that, my thing is always evolving, not changing, but evolving, equipping, you know, different tactics and different methods that you can sit up here and say, all right, cool. Um, I may not be good at communication, but I need to enhance my vernacular.
0: Or, yeah. or I'll give you one too. If you're not good at communicating, we got so much technology um, accessible to us now in trucking, right? Mm-hmm. Like my uh, my ELD service provider is uh, Samsara, right? I uh, Love them, high technology ELD. That's the system you gotta put in the truck to uh, track the uh, hours of service. I would give my brokers access to my ELDs. I would just create a separate login for the brokers. Mm-hmm. So, look, they ain't even got to call me or my driver. They can literally log in and just see where the truck is at at all times. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that shows a level of profession uh, professionalism to the brokers. It shows that, hey, look, you you, you got your, your operations in order. Mm-hmm. So anytime we book a load, we just give the broker, hey, look, um, you need to track the truck. Here's this login right here. You can see where the truck is at 24 hours. And now that gives that broker a peace of mind. But what it also does, Cam, is when it comes down to that broker, when it's time for him, for us to negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a higher rate than a regular regular carrier because they feel confident knowing that, hey, look, once we once Alex and them trucks got that freight, yeah. I, I can go to sleep good go tonight. Sleep, correct. You dig what I'm saying? Well, Alex ain't got no old beat-up trucks, we his trucks ain't breaking down every, every daggone week, right? And, um, and I was able to really get off the low board to be 100 with you because what y'all need to understand is that as much as you, the trucking companies, don't like to be on the low board, the brokers don't like posting exactly. on the low board at either. All. Right.
2: It's as easy it's as picking all. up. What I do know is it's better to text a, a, a right. load or call a person. Hey, can you pick this up? Nah, bro, I can't do it. Then you're forcing me to put it on the dat board. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then that be posted. And you run the risk of you know, giving it to whoever, God right. knows who, Right. you know, and 90% of the people who you do business with in this industry, you don't know. Yeah. You won't see. You see what I'm saying? And at that time, at that point, it's just like, bro, your, your communication has to be good. And as you're saying, the technology is equipped these days where even, though, even if you don't feel comfortable with speaking, right. you can email yeah. You can reply back to them emails fast as, as as all get out. And what that does is like, well, I don't like doing emails. I like texting. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, email is the more professional Absolutely. lens that gives you a track record that knows, okay, I, po- I, I emailed you at 3 o'clock. You didn't reply until 4.15. That load was supposed to be delivered at 3.30. So, you know, even if I'm calling you, you're not picking up, you can reply back to them via email and go about it like that. My my thing to you, Jeremy, is this. When you came back to Atlanta, right, and obviously where you are right now, um, what is the things that you had to equip yourself with as far as whether it was vernacular, whether it was just education in this industry, whether it was just knowing like, okay, I see what $200,000 looks like. Where that two hundred thousand dollars came from,
1: uh-huh.
2: and how do I make more? You know what I'm saying.
1: It was more so. Um, it's very similar. You know, now you starting to you know gain more knowledge. It's very similar to football. Uh-huh. You know, it's basically you know um, you might not you come in, you might be second string, third string, whatever the case may be. But every day with that customer, you got to build that report. You know, you got to build that trust to say, hey, you can give me five lows today. You know, so a lot of times it's like starting to get on a new team. You know, you might get one pass in the game. Once you catch that pass and do something with it, next game. You may have two. All right. You see, so it's more, it's exactly the same way. Now, what I had to correct is just my punctuation, you know, uh, in my emailing, learning how to not always be on the phone, but learning how to explain in detail what I want, you know, Emails, you know, and that was really, you know, the biggest thing. But one thing that I did like was that majority of these customers, they use women to delegate <laughs> their freight. But why though? <laughs> um, because you gotta think they more organized, you know, they're dedic women are dedicated to what they do as long as it's you know beneficial, beneficial for them, mm-hmm. right? So um And that's
2: not to say, hold huh, let's stop that right there, because <laughs> that's not to say men aren't able to do no, that too. Because it could kind of come off like, well, we only give women this, this role. Um, but they do provide some type of warmth of communication. Yeah, uh, The ones who get it do. And it, even as a man, you know, it's not necessarily that we prefer to hear a woman or prefer to hear a
1: man. It's like, who can get the job done? Exactly. That's what
2: it comes down to. Exactly.
1: You know what I'm so, um, so then I find myself talking to women on the phone. As a man, you know, not if it's not no flirtatious way, but... Women like to talk to men and men like to talk to women, right? So once I'm talking to these women on the phone, I build that dialogue and that trust, you know, send them some lunch, send them, send them, you know, some flowers on Valentine's Day. Many whatever. different tactics in whatever. the business world. Whatever it, it costs to be, you know, you do you those try little
2: incentives. I that I ain't did flowers yet. Yeah, you got to do
1: whatever to just to make them smile, you know, if they having a bad day or they working on the weekend. You working on the weekend, let me send some pizza to your house or to whatever you want me to do. Or you go pick it up your car closest piece of hood, you know? So, right. you know, you do those things to be different, just to bring that relationship levels up so that they can give you that freight Oh, they got a new load. Oh, I got a new load. Let me call Jeremy. That's mm-hmm. gonna be the first thing they gonna think about.
2: Absolutely. I think that right there is providing value to yourself and for yourself that can, in essence, be better for the team. Like, whether it's a dude or whatever, you can, you, you may have access to tickets. You know what I'm saying? You may want to, you know, somebody may be a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, the, the Carolina Panthers, the the you know, Detroit Pistons or the Atlanta Hawks or whatever team you may do, you got to think outside the box to gain any type of leverage that for you sure. possibly can. Absolutely. Alex, you know, for you, when you do do these motivational speakings at many different conferences, you travel the world mm-hmm. doing these type of things. My question is, how, how do you gain um I wouldn't say courage, but how do you gain, you know, the the grade of the crowd? You know what I'm saying? Because every crowd is different. A Absolutely. crowd in New Orleans is different than a crowd in Atlanta. A crowd in Atlanta is different than Maine or New York. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, what's your, what's your initiation to tackling this service? Absolutely. Well, I will say um, I have a gift.
0: And the definition of a gift to me is what comes easy to you but hard for others. Mm-hmm. And my gift is communication. um It's something. My first, my last job was telemarketing. Mm. I used to be on the phones. This before they used to hang up on you as soon as yeah. you call. You right. dig right. what I'm saying? Right. So I used to um, have to sell on the phone in order to make a living. You know what I'm saying? I used to get seven dollars an hour plus commission. Mm. And it's 2001. So then from there, I went to throwing parties. When I'm throwing parties, I had to be on the mic, keep
2: everybody engaged.
0: Yeah, I would see a crowd. I'm like, man, they ain't dancing. So as the as the promoter. One night, I just grabbed the mic, like, hey, man, I need everybody to get up out your seats, man. we going to party tonight. All that bougie stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I was like, damn, I kind of like this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So then it's so funny because from doing that, I didn't realize like God was just setting Preparing me up. Preparing
2: you. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> he was setting me up. Yeah.
0: Because when I, when I stopped on parties, I was like, damn, what's next? Mm-hmm. And I kind of missed that high. I did. I, I enjoyed. The camaraderie of people. I enjoy. I love people. Yeah. So then, man, once the journey happened and in the, in the and my course blew up, my course. I did an interview on Earn Your Leisure. I don't know if I'm able to say other names, but shout out to. No, that's because, fine. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. Out to Earn Your Leisure. I did this interview, 2019, bruh, and um, life ain't been the same since. Mm. And all of a sudden, the phone just started ringing. Like, look, man, we like how you break it down. See, my 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 secret is. I ain't the smartest person in trucking. I don't got the most trucks. I'm not the richest fleet owner. But what I do know how to do is transfer what's in here and let you understand it in super, your way. Yeah. like super digestible. That's yeah. what I specialize in. So I guess from doing the interviews and breaking it down, like how I was breaking it down, mm-hmm. people was like, "Look, I need you to come teach that." Yeah. So it was so organic, bro. So I just went on stage. And one thing about it, the story don't change. So it was just me combining the knowledge that I have, also with the journey and the story. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. And my story don't change. Like Et the hip hop preacher, he you know one of the number one motivational speakers in the world. He yeah. just told me like, bro, just tell your truth. So when I get on that stage, I just literally. I just tell the
2: truth, bro. Listen to me. No, no, you need to listen (laughs) to me. Hear me out. Listen. I love E.T. Man, E.T. is a person, man. He didn't know me from a can of paint. Obviously, no knew of me, but didn't know me personally. Um, my younger brother, Kalen, he had this connection with him. And I just merged, I just connected the dots. I was like, hey, bro, man, my brother's in town. want to come see you. You know what I'm saying? Speak, da-da-da-da. Bro, they had built a relationship and the rapport mm-hmm. just with the connection to me. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, hold on, hold on, bro. This, you know, Eric, you know, Mr. Eric calling me, da-da-da-da. i am like, hold up, Eric who? bro ET bro da da da, da. Mm-hmm. and i'm like damn bro like that's the power of connectivity that's the power of just putting people on a lot of times bro you know when you talk about homeboys when you talk about family members and they always got this gimme 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 attitude bro i'm going to give you an opportunity now that opportunity may not always come in form of financial compensation yeah sometimes that opportunity may get you around the individuals that may give you that compensation that you're, that you're looking for. You see what I'm saying? And it's up to you to kind of wedge it out in your yeah. own specific right. But a lot of guys be feeling a certain type of way, and it be really suck a shit when I'm like, bro, like, I, I bought you here. You know what I'm saying? Now, what you did with the shit, you fanned out, you know what I'm saying, because of Jay-Z or LeBron or Kevin Hart or, you know, The Rock or whatever. But, bro... If it's not him, bro, reach out to, you know, his assistant. You got his assistant number. You know what I'm saying? And if it's going to be, it's going to be. But you do your part to present yourself in a manner. I always ask this, especially if I'm seeing a random person, you know, that tries to present me with a business opportunity. (laughs) My first thing is this. Okay, where's your business card? I still carry around a, a business card book, right? And I'm a tangible person. So you give me your number. I don't I'm a person who doesn't save numbers mm. I, I got muscle memory in knowing that okay if it's six seven eight number calling me that's so and so if it's a 404 number calling me that's so and so hey this is a nine you know what I'm saying mm. the nine eight one nine seven one this is a 305 number oh that's so and so you know so with that i I don't necessarily like storing numbers in my phone okay. because for even for me I, I don't know what it's gonna look like now that doesn't stop a woman from reaching out to me and say, Hey Cam, I want to, you know, present you and your girl or you and your kids, I want to send y'all something. Hey, you got a business card. Because if you don't got no business card, then it's gonna look hard for another person that doesn't know what you're talking to me about to come and say, Oh, I seen Cam talking to another girl. Ain't he dating someone? so on and so like? No, we ain't we not doing that. But if you don't have a business card, I then say, Okay, bro, let me see your social media. Because the social media is in essence the this wave of of, of society. That's your business card. Th- that's your business card. If I see you on social media and you got a yeah. a, a, a thirst trap yeah. picture, you got, like, your tongue sticking out. It's like, what are you telling the people who want to invest in you? Yeah. You know what I mean? As a homeboy, like, you smoking weed. Okay. You, you you got the money thing going on. You know what I'm saying? You got this. You got that. You partying. You doing all these things that if you do that, fine. But everything ain't meant for people to see absolutely yeah. that's personal like nowadays people are like bro i'm real bro i show everything bro. i do all this like that's cool but if you don't want your mama to see it then bro why yeah. would you want the world to see it Bro, right at me bro i'm just keeping it p bro like all right i'll be real on. with you well that's why
0: mentors are so important bro mm-hmm. um the first advice that i got from cj who's et's partner yeah he was like yo bro um I need you to clean your social media up. This 2018, bro. He was like, "Look, when people go to your page, they need to know within five seconds what it is that you do." Mm. I wasn't posting nothing crazy, right. but it was like a lot of personals, half personal, half trucks. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Make 90% trucks, 10% personal, and see what happens." Mm. That was at 10,000 followers. Now we had a quarter million followers. If you go to my page right now, Alice get energy you'll be able to see within the first three Uh, distinct
2: difference. You see what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean too for the viewer that doesn't mean you don't like to have a good time. Absolutely. That doesn't mean you don't like to parlay and do whatever you do on your personal time. That's your personal time. Now if you sit up here trying to tell the world and you can't get mad for people judging what the fuck you do because you posting this shit. But not even that Cam not
0: even that. People want to get followers right? Having followers account don't matter right? Mm -hmm. I got a quarter million followers but guess what? I got the right followers. Why? Because I'm, I'm continually feeding them that that game. I'm continually feeding that truck that truck game, right? So when I look at my insights, I see the forwards. I see a few thousand people that forwarded a video about trucking that I did, right? Right. So guess what? Guess who they forwarded that video right. to? To somebody else. Somebody free, who's interested free in trucking. So when I see the followers going up, and, and but how I realized it, that I was doing it right, Cam, was when I would do a sale. I would just do a sale on, say, uh, Labor Day or, or Black Friday. Right. And it would go viral. Like I did a million dollars in a day last year, bro. What?
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Troy. I'm sorry, man. That's my my, my audio got. But, but this shit is wowing.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, no cap. Like you said, no cap. Like I did a million dollars in a day, but I realized I was like, damn, I, I ain't even get to hit the email list yet. I ain't get to hit the text list yet. I literally posted on Instagram, yo, the sale of um, doing 25% off Labor Day, Labor Day sale. And the emails just started coming crazy. But then I realized, I'm like, damn, I got a quarter million followers, but I got the right followers. Yeah. yeah, I got the followers that came to spend. And I gave away so much free game that what I've learned is people will buy from who they learn from for free. Yeah, I, I, I done gave away so much game. You go on yeah. my YouTube, I got so much game, free, free game.
2: Free. It's just up to you to just log in and say, bro, let me learn about trucking.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you learn it from me for free and then you see, I right, I just dropped something. So if you learn from the free stuff, imagine what the pay stuff brings you. Bingo. So that's when that's how everything went crazy, bro. And I went from dropping the course in 2018. I was happy for 15 people to sign up. Yeah. Now we've trained
2: over almost 30,000 people, bro, in four years. Man, mm. I mean, that's empowering, bro. Because like for me, I don't I don't look at that as a threat. Anybody who sees this story, these stories. And feel like oh man they just going on here just a stunt talking about they made a million dollars a day like no motherfucker I be trying to downplay the success camp I ain't gonna lie see I be trying for what downplay. hell nah <laughs> yo what my man say if it's true it ain't bragging That's yeah
0: right. you know what it is, people it starts off as motivation for some reason with our culture bro like it starts off with they they motivate they motivated by you and then when you get too successful. It's like the envy comes in. It's weird, bro. Like I don't know what it is. He ain't
2: got that stuff. That I seen him and his girl in his homeboy the other day, and they was over there talking about having an argument at the cashier. Flex. He's it, it's given fraud. Yeah. It's given scammer. But you
0: know what? I get no candidate. They, they be like, oh, he just got rich off the courses, right? That's the hate that I be getting, mm. right? Like, I'm gonna just keep it hundred on the we As on you your show. Keep it funky. We gonna keep it funky, right? Yes, sir. The hate that I get is, oh, Alex got rich off courses. You dig mm. what I'm saying, or? He he made more money off the courses than his trucks, right? But let me ask you this: My question to them was, okay, if my courses are doing so good, is it because maybe it's a good damn course? Correct. Like, right. like come on. Like, wouldn't, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't the word be out by exactly now? Four that. years
2: later, that the course was Ooh, exactly. was BS. If it exactly. was, right. Give me the give me the <laughs> give me the uh, what is it, the Yelp report? That says my course isn't giving what it's supposed to give. That's what I'm saying. I got 100%
0: five-star reviews, bro, all over the internet. You go
2: look at all my reviews. But I'm just like, why are you mad
0: at me because because it went viral? Why are you mad at me? Because the people supported me. Like it's a reason. So, man, we we just gotta do better. But like me, I ain't never hated on nobody, dog. Like I love seeing people win. Like, even when I was still coming up and the the dudes that was like up before me, Mm -hmm. bro, me and my best friend Jason shot the Mr. Two Weeks out. Like yo, we, we we never hated. We just sat on the sidelines and we rooted and exactly. we waited our turn, yeah. bruh. And I think that's why we so blessed, bro. Because my heart is clean.
2: Yeah,
0: I get. I love walking up, in, walking up in this spot. Like damn, bro. I thought it's deceiving. I didn't know it was this big. Like yeah. I, that's. I, I need to see that, bro. Mm-hmm. I need. It's always another level, right? And I need to see. I need to get exposed to that that next level so I
2: can keep going. Man, absolutely. <laughs> I think, man, bro, man, it's 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 the the frequency in here is definitely high. Um, what's the, what's the, what's the caution tape, uh, Jeremy, you know, for you, when you do come into a surplus of money, you know, I had an individual talk about, man, I blew through my first couple checks so fast. And now that I think back, it's like, wow, like what happened? You know, but for you, people don't necessarily know you to be this, now that you're a businessman, right. Your family used to use, you right. know, walking around in Balenciagas, right. walking around in Celine, walking right. around in Dior, walking right. around these things. And how do you balance this new version of yourself versus the old version that everybody's used to
1: seeing you at? Um, Really just understanding that, you know, this path that I'm walking is going to be um, different than anybody else that's around me, mm-hmm. you know, and it just really gives me confirmation um, to know that those times where it looked to seem that they could have been right on what they depict over my life was mm-hmm. was not even true. Mm-hmm. So even to my correlation of how I handle anybody else, I try to be so I try not to be judgmental due to the fact that everybody's success story gonna be different, right? So um, with me, my, the main thing I do is just try to you know sh- keep the main thing the main thing, you right. know. You know work hard and um the money that that i do that i'm making now it's still not enough because i know what's out there right right so it's more so i'm still hungry i feel like you know i'm I'm behind actually i feel like us as a people yeah i'm putting my people on my back even though i haven't been able to take a foot out here and expose it the way you know i need to or the way it should be in my perspective you know I just feel like we are behind. I feel like there's not enough decision makers in these Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies as minorities. I don't feel like there's enough fleet owners that's really understanding what they need to do out here in this industry to take control of and be the next J.B. Hunt to C.H. Robinson. I mean, if we could all come together, uh, you know, you mentioned what would we be if Ego wasn't involved, mm. right? So
2: even to that, if us three or you two or me and you don't collab, but doing it in the all good faith that, bro, like I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to do your course better than you do your course, right. bro. Help me, bro, you right. see what I'm saying? And when you help me, right. don't look down at me and like, bro, he won't be nothing if it wasn't me, bro. I, yeah. Man, I was with Cam, bro, when he <laughs> recorded yeah. first video, bro. Matter of fact, it was my editor that edited this, you know, like, it. it we gotta stop that, bro. Right. Um, same question, uh, Alex, you know, here you are in a, in a, in a spot where, man, Your 21-year-old self couldn't even fathom (laughs) at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the people who knew you as the party promoter, the person who seen the first person you saw who knew you dropped out of college, you know, those three months in. You know what I mean? How do you balance, you know, talking to that person and and really motivating them on on the terms of, or, or not say distancing yourself, but... Creating like a line where it's like, bro, I want to help you, but I don't want to handicap you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I got this thing that I say to my loved ones, friends, family, right? People that I love. Because obviously, you know, with success comes with, it it, it comes with a responsibility. It comes with judgment. Right. Um, I tell people I don't give handouts. I give opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I got a, I got a you know, dispatch service, for example. We got over 100-something trucks that, that's in my dispatch service that we dispatch for. Uh, each dispatcher has seven trucks. Um, I dispatch all my – I got thousands of students, so I, I, it's never a shortage of trucks that I have to dispatch for. So my cousins or family members that was asking me for money, I say, yo, bro, here goes my course. I'm going to give you a free login. Take three months. Learn it. I got a job waiting for you. You mm. come dispatch these trucks. <laughs> Some of them some of them took the opportunity and they're doing amazing right now. they're making three, four five thousand a week right now. Mm. But then there's others that didn't take the opportunity. but guess what happens now now you can't ask me for money no more no right? I, you, you lost that response mm. you lost that 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 cry out for help. You can't ask for money no more right yeah. And then I've had situations where um, I've had people and this is even when I came up and I, and I had the funds to buy somebody a truck. But I'm like, you know what? I could go get, you, give it to you, but I, I don't want to mess up your legacy. Like when you grow, like when your kid grow up, and you got to tell him like about his father. I don't want you to have to say, Alex gave me a handout. I want you to be like, yo, I grinded. I got my truck. I fixed my credit. Went and got me my own line of credit and got my truck. And that's and that and that's why your dad's successful. I'm not going. I'm not going to change your story. So I'm like, look, bro. I'm gonna give you all the tools. I'm gonna give you my finance person. I got the dude that can fix your credit. Here go the course to give you the information to do it. Holler at me when you get your truck. I'll even put you under my contract, but you're going to go ahead and get your truck, though. Mm. Go h- Hire your driver, get your insurance, call me when you're ready. Mm. I'm not going to mess up your legacy like that. Right. Because my success would not hit the same if somebody gave it to me. Yes, I man. wouldn't be on these stage. I wouldn't have nothing to talk about on these stage in front of these thousands of people. Right. If it would have been handed to me, what yeah. I'm going to talk about? Yeah, right. I needed to talk about how I went out of business that first 11 months and I lost the 38 grand in t- 2012 mm-hmm. and I didn't give up and I went back to my mama house, worked on my credit and gave it another shot with the right trucks. Right. I need to be able to talk about that. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So
2: that test always become the testimony, man. Man, listen, bro. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. appreciate your energy. appreciate, no no pun intended, <laughs> I appreciate you know, everything that you kind of bestowed upon me as well as, you know what I'm saying, the viewers, you too, Jeremy, you know, one thing about it, bro, that I've understood in my short time in transportation, I've probably been um, active uh, working alongside with Jeremy for about eight months now. And when a person asked me, he was like, bro, like, are you going back to the NFL? My thing is like, bro, the NFL ain't waiting on me. So why the fuck should I wait on the NFL? You know what I mean? I got to go out here and hustle my own type of way and really make some shit shake. You dig? Because, you know, where we are right now, we're behind. Mm -hmm. We we done been lapped. You dig what I'm saying? So now we got to gain traction and, and start pushing the pendulum forward and doing it amongst the hate, amongst the adversity, amongst all these different things that people may say. That, oh man, they ain't gonna do it, or he ain't gonna do it, man. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck you think he is? Motherfucking XYZ, you know, but we gotta find a way. So, as we end things here, we all gonna start right here. We gonna go right here, and we gonna finish in that camera right there. We got one finger, one pinky, one thumb, one love, man. Love. You love. did. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sorry, Troy. <laughs> my guy. Good stuff.
1: Yes, sir, man. Good so, stuff. Mm. My
2: brother, I appreciate you. Appreciate man. you, bro. Uh, you ready though?